0: know that the ones that are doing it they know it's wrong <laughs> it's no excuse for it, but sometimes we get so used to doing what we're doing a lie becomes truth to us. we do it so well it's just a part of normal living. This is why our minds have to be renewed they have to be transformed and we cannot be conformed and when we're not conformed, we need to be transformed so we won't be conformed amen so in all of this teaching, I pray that we got something. Out of that part, um, dealing with what we should not bring into the body of Christ and how we should not even hang with the brother or sister that's doing these things because when you're hanging with them, you're being partaker of what they're doing. You're saying, hey, it's okay for you to be a drunkard, it's okay for you to be a fornicator, it's okay for you to be covetous, it's okay for you to be these things. If you love your brother and sister in Christ, you want to tell them truth amen sanctify them in truth thy word is truth so what I want to do tonight I'm gonna go back over something that we already been over but it's gonna add to what I want to go over and what we're gonna be teaching on is membership and all of this stuff that we're teaching on is things that you need to know and what need to be done concerning membership in the body of Christ I'm seeing the body of Christ get so far from the pattern of God that um, churches these days are allowing any and everything in the house of God. And if you don't let people know what's not acceptable, they will accept anything. And we don't want to do that and this is why you're learning all of these things so you can be aware of who you up under, what you are a part of. Amen and the scriptures will let you know these things. Now I want to start here dealing with what the church is not. We went over this before but it's going to have to go into um, membership. What the church is not. The church is not a material building. The building is the place where the church meets. We went over this, so this should be familiar with you guys. The church is not a material building. The building is the place where the church meets. So we are the church, amen? What, what is the church? A body of believers who have been called out from the world by God. That's what the church is a body of believers who have been called out from the world by God. We talked about a universal church and we talked about a local church. There's a difference between a universal church and there's the difference between universal and local church. The universal church is made up of every single believer in the world who has exercised their faith in Jesus Christ for salvation a universal church is made up of every single believer in the world who have exercised their faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. The universal church is every Christian, both living and dead. So a universal church is every believer that really have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That's what a universal church is. That means that any brother or sister that we meet outside of this local church that's the universal church so we don't want to get that mixed up um other churches that we may um go to and we may um fellowship with they are local churches but when we go into their churches we are all mixed up as a what universal church amen so when we look at matthew 16 18 this is talking about a universal church And I said also unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. My church, this is Jesus' church, the universal church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So that's where you get that universal church at. It's my church. It's all over the world. Every person that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior is a universal church. And Ephesians one twenty two is talking about Christ being the head. Of this church, that's in Ephesians one twenty-two, through um, one chapter one verse twenty-two and twenty-three, and then Acts nine thirty-one is talking about the universal church. I'm gonna read it out the expanded Bible. It says, "Then or therefore, the church everywhere in Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, areas that comprised ancient Israel, had a time of peace and became stronger." respecting the lord by the way they live and being encouraged by the holy spirit the group of believers continued to grow so that's what a universal church is it's in judea it's in Galilee, galilee samaria It's everywhere so if we go over to china and we go over there that you know it's people over there that are saved and we're meeting all believers all over everywhere that's a universal church meaning that Some people, and I I don't want to go too fast because I want y'all to catch hold of this, and you really need to catch hold because this is why we got people lingering outside of the church. People that linger outside of the church and do not come and join or have membership with the local church, they're saying, I'm born again, I don't need a local church. They're using universal to say, I'm saved, I'm part of a universal church, they're church hoppers they're going to every church they can go to and say I'm I'm part of the universal church I'm part of all believers that's out of order God don't want no church hoppers (laughs) he wants you in one place when you find a body of believers that come together every Sunday in a house in a in a place it could be outside under a tent but if you um go to that um that local church, whether it's outside in a tent or wherever that church is set up, and you become a part of that church, that is a local church in your area. You are no longer part of being everywhere, amen? So a universal church is where, you know, it's everywhere, it's believers everywhere. And then um, the Lord adds to the church. That's in Acts two forty-seven. They praised God and they were... Um, like by all the people every day, the Lord added those who were being saved to the group of believers. You see how that worked? The Lord added them and how he added them is when they're hearing the word of God and they accept the word that they have heard. They have been added to the church. That's all that means. They've been added to the church, to the group of believers that were already what saved and born again. So we understand a universal church is all believers everywhere. A local church is where you have, um, where you go into, and it's in a particular area. I'll use Pender County. We got a lot of local churches around here, don't we? And those local churches are identified by the names of those churches. So if you um, people come in Pender County and they say they want to know all the churches, every church is going to pop up and they're going to know which church they want to go fellowship at. So that's a local church. And that's where I'm going tonight to let you know about the local church and to let you know about membership. But I had to go back through universal. Remember, some people are saying just because they're born again, I'm part of the universal church. Yes, you are, because you are born again. All of us in here is can be a part of the universal church, be a part of the body of Christ. But when it comes to a local church that is different from the universal church, some people say, I don't need to have a place that I have a membership with, because I'm universal, <laughs> that's out of order and that's some of the things we're going to be talking about so if you see people hanging out at home watching television and telling you that God told me to sit at home that's a lie from the pit of hell God have not told you to sit at home when he got all these local churches around here that you can be in fellowship with part of the problem of people sitting home they don't want to submit they want to do their own thing now that's some of the stuff we're going to be talking about I'm tired of people lying in the house of God and saying, this is what God told me to sit home. I was one of them liars years ago because I got tired of what the church was doing. So I said, I'd rather sit home and watch um, Joyce Myers on TV than to go in these churches. Now, that with me, it was sort of different. When I went into the churches, I was seeing what was not right in the church. At that time, I did not know what I know today, but I had an unction of saying, this can't be God up in here and the unction I had was I would go in there and they'd be dancing all over the place, be praising God, some of them be speaking in tongues, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, you know, all that stuff, but then when you get outside the church, they're talking about everybody, talking about foolish stuff, and bringing it back into church, then coming into church and putting on a mask, and act like everything okay, you got people on the choir, you know, they done been out on sad night. now they singing unto the Lord, and people falling all out, because they singing, but it ain't right. So I said, Lord, I'd rather sit home and watch TV than to be a part of that. And in my sitting home, God knew where to send me to prepare me for where he was taking me. And that's what I want you to understand. You got to be prepared to where God is going to send you. You cannot be a church hopper. This is why if you are a universal church and you're visiting churches, you need to ask the Holy Spirit Out of these churches that I have been visiting, where do you want me to be put? I don't know about you, but you get tired of being slung from this place to that place to another place. And do not let your family make that decision for you just because grandmother been a part of that church for a hundred years and we want to keep it in the family I don't care if my mama daddy sister brother been a part of that church for upteen years if the church ain't right I'm not being a part of it because you were part of it I'm only being a part of what the word of God tell me I need to be a part of and if they're not In order, in that church, and following the patterns of God, I'm not being a part of it because it's a family church. Y'all, we need to come out of this traditional mass. Just because mom and daddy go there, grandma and granddaddy go there, no, we we don't do that. We do what the word of God tells us to do. So we know about that part, and we know that in the church, um, I don't want to move too fast. I'm going to really go slow on this one because by the time I finish with this, Everything is going to piece together, even with the discipline in the church. Because some people feel like they don't need to be disciplined when it comes to the church. They feel like you can come to church any kind of way, do anything, carry a title, and smoke, cuss, do all that stuff. And it's okay. God still loves you. Of course, He still loves you, but you are that temple. You're the body of Christ and you're representing him and you should not want to come into the house of God any kind of way. So let's talk about membership dealing with the church. When we go look at membership, what is church membership? What is church membership to be a church member means to be a member of Christ's body belonging to a local church to be a church member means to be a member of Christ's body belonging to a local church i'm gonna say it again to be a church member means to be a member of christ's body belonging to a local church that's what membership is first of all you have to be a member of christ's body and in order to be a member of christ's body you have to be born again You have to um, have accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. That's the first thing that must be done. Some people are being members of local churches and are not born again. People are baptizing them. They're giving them the right hand of fellowship. And they're welcoming them into the body of Christ. And that is disrespecting the body of Christ. Because you do not um, have unbelievers And believers in the same house part of the same membership that is not biblical and people get mad when you talk about these things you mean I can't be a part of the body of Christ because I don't want to be saved that's true that is right that's in the word of God and that's the way it's gonna be is that not right this is what we're gonna go over and some people think this is why you have churches so full don't get me wrong some people have full houses the majority of them haven't accepted jesus because there ain't no rebuke in there there ain't no correction in there there's no discipline in there this is why it takes the whole body of christ the whole body not just me it every joint in his supplies because it might be something that i don't see that you see guess what you got to handle that as being part of the body of christ Don't think that it's all up to the pastor. I'm here to teach you. I'm here to give you the word of God. So when you're seeing these things, you can minister to your brother and sister and you can let them know what's right and what's not right. You do not sit and see a brother or sister in sin and let them continue in that sin when you know what the word of God is saying. Amen. So we look at Ephesians 5 29 through 30. For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord, the church. Amen? Amen, Brother Willie. I'm making sure he woke. (laughs) For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord, the church. How many love yourself? How many make sure yourself is where it need to be? you wash yourself you clothe yourself you make sure self is looking good don't you come on some of us go in the mirror and stay in the mirror and we be in the mirror for days because we want to make sure self look good before we come out we want to make sure that the image we seeing in that mirror is what we presenting to other people is that not right we want to make sure ain't nothing up our nose we want to make sure ain't nothing around our eyes we want to make sure we look good before we come out amongst the people. Is that not right? So this is what he's saying. Here he said, for no, for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. This is what we are, members of Christ's body. And if you are members of Christ's body, you want to look good because of who you represent. Is that not right? So you don't want to have no um, smell on you. You don't want to come out any kind of way because you want to represent the king of kings and the lord of lords. You want to let them know who you belong to. So as members of Christ's body, that's the first thing. And to be members of his body, we must be born what? Again. So as we're members of his body, now we can be members of a local church because we have partaken of him first and foremost. Now, where do we find membership in the Bible? Now, before I go there, I want to say this. Everybody know that you have um, places where you have to become a member of, like, you know, sometimes the golf club or some kind of clubs. They want you to become a member of. And when you become a member of that, there are stipulations. You know, there are dues that you have to pay. There are things that they look at that you have to do, right? Obligations that have to be met. And how many know if you don't pay those dues, they're going to kick you out if you don't meet those obligations they're going to kick you out but if you get tired of what they're doing you just leave right you just leave you just say I'm just going to avoid that membership how about um what is that membership with the car that everybody have triple a all of that everybody get triple a it seems like it's good but there's certain requirements you have to have for triple a if you get tired of triple a you just move somewhere else is that not right I found something else that's better. I don't want that no more. So this is what we do when we go into membership. But when it comes to the body of Christ, it ain't supposed to be that way. This is what I want you to understand. You don't leave a local church because you don't like how somebody treated you. You don't leave a local church because you hurt. Amen, somebody. You don't leave a, a, a local church because your pastor rebuke you because that's her job to do it or his job to do it you don't just leave because your feelings got hurt you don't just leave because you feel like somebody don't like you you don't just leave because you feeling like nobody ain't falling out like they used to we're gonna go through this people are leaving the church because they don't like the way things are going People are not coming up to me the way they used to come up to me. I'm not being able to do what I used to do. She sat me down. How dare her to sit me down? She didn't sit Teresa down. Teresa's still doing her stuff. So I'm just going to leave. That's not a reason for us to leave what? The local church. Because we're not satisfied with what's going on in the house of God. This is why it's church split. But this is why we're learning about discipline in the house of God there must be discipline so we would know what to do and how to do it so we won't keep church hopping and we won't um, start planning ourselves where God did not plan us wherever God has planted us nothing or no one should be able to uproot you why because God is giving you a foundation that's going to help you grow just because you don't like people attitudes that's not a reason for you to leave a local church just because you think the pastor ain't preaching what you want them to preach. That ain't a reason for you to leave the local church. Because if you say that God has put you in that church. Now this is what people say. They, they tell stories on God. They'll say, you know, God sent me here. I'm going to be here until God tell me to leave. Do y'all hear that? People get up and that, that's their testimony. I know God sent me there. I know that's where I belong because when I come up in here, I just felt the love of God. Let me give y'all that story behind that. People feel the love of God until you bring correction. People feel the love of God until you put them in their place according to the word of God. There is discipline in God's house. There is no church that if you're going to that church and they do not discipline people according to the word of God, you need to leave out of that church. Because there is discipline in the house of God. God is love, but he chastised those whom he loved. God is not going to allow you to be in something and let you stay in that and say he loved you. I don't know about you. I know my daddy loved me. And if I'm wrong, he's going to pull me to the side and he's going to tell me how wrong I am because he wants correction to come. So I won't continually be in what I'm in. Come on, parents. You love your children. If your child is speaking out of turn, if your child is disrespectful, you're going to say, hey, give me a high five. You should have said that. No, you're going to bring that child. You know, you're going to sit them down and say what you said was very disrespectful. You're supposed to respect your elders. This is how you're supposed to act when you go in somebody else's home. This is not the way that you were taught. So do not let this happen again. Is that not what we do? So we need to set things the way that God want them set according to the pattern of God. We need to quit trying to gather people. Some people think the fuller the house is, the better the church is. No, 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 no. The more fuller the house is without discipline... Without knowing the pattern of God, you got more devils in that house than you ever had before, and you fighting more devils than you ever fought before, and you cannot teach the rest of the body of Christ the way the Bible's telling you to teach them because you got all of this mixed-up stuff in the house because you're counting heads and you counting money, and that's not the way it should be. So membership, we look at where do we find membership in the Bible. Actually, you cannot find membership in the Bible. But I'm going to show you that God did not miss it. Some people say, you don't have to be a member. You don't have to have membership. You know, you're saved and you should be free to go wherever you want to go. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Because let me ask you this. If you go on a job and you know you're working on that job and they have hired you, you get your benefit packet, you you know you sign all the paperwork. If you're supposed to be over there at Scotchman, why are you over there at Family Dollar and you signed on at Scotchman? Somebody help me with that. If that's the place that you had your orientation at Scotchman, they went through all the training with you, and all of a sudden, your manager look at you at Scotchman and say, okay, you were late. And the next time that you're late, these are the actions that we're going to take. Oh, I ain't working here no more. I was only five minutes late. You don't tell me. That's why I already put in that family dollar. This is what's happening at the house of God. As soon as you tell somebody something that the word of God is saying, somebody have already put something in your ear. You need to be over here. My pastor don't act like that. So this is why you got to understand that we have to understand membership, what it means to be a member in the body of Christ. Okay, the Bible does not directly um, address the concept of formal church membership. But there are several passages in the Bible that strongly implies, y'all, it it exists in the early church. And if you follow the word of God, you're going to see where they were connected to a local church. Amen? Now, let's talk about the church at Jerusalem. I'm going to give you some examples to let you know how they made a connection. Remember when uh Jesus told his disciples, he told the apostles, the disciples to go to the upper room. He told them to go there on the day of Pentecost, right? And when you told them to go there, you know you told them to wait um, for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They were waiting for that. It was 120 of them that went. But notice when they went, they went on what? One accord. Is that not right? All of them went on the same word that they got from Jesus. And they did what he told them to do. And guess what? Peter was a part of that bunch. Y'all know old Peter? Old Peter, he was always telling Jesus what he would do. And then he was the main one that backed off of what he said. And then Jesus had the audacity to say, Peter, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. So he was talking to Peter because Peter got revelation when Jesus said, who do men say that I am? Oh, they can answer that, right? Some say Jeremiah, some say Elijah, some say this, some say that, etc., etc. But then he said, I'm going to make this personal. Whom do you say that I am? Now, all of them was with Jesus. But guess what? Peter began to tell him through the spirit, through the father telling him who he was. That's when he made a connection to the church. So he said, Peter, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. Peter was that little rock. But Jesus was that big rock. He was the foundation. So he said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So we are the church, y'all. This building is not the church. You're the church. This is the building that we come in and fellowship together, but we use the word church to say, come on, let's go to church, right? That's what we get used to. So we see here what happened with Peter, but on the day of Pentecost, They waited in that upper room. Peter and them, they got the fire of God to come upon them. The evidence was speaking in tongues. So Peter began to what? He began to give them a sermon concerning Jesus Christ. He began to give them the gospel concerning Jesus Christ. And guess what? Peter done it boldly. But guess how he did it? Through the word of God he done it through what he was taught through Jesus Christ. He knew that everything was being fulfilled from what he was told through the prophecies concerning Jesus Christ. He was talking about his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Listen at this. We as Christians should not go out without representing Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God. Tell him about his death, his burial, and his resurrection. When Peter got through teaching on that guess what they were pricked their hearts were pricked this is how you know you're going to hear the good news and gospel when your own heart is pricked the holy spirit is doing a work on you conviction is coming unto you a change came so peter was telling them what they had to do And he was telling them, you got to repent. You got to have a change of heart. You got to turn from sin. You got to turn to God. Now you got to be baptized. Does this stuff happen in the church today? These are the procedures that's supposed to happen. But another thing that the word of God said in Acts 2, verse 41, it said, then those people who accepted what Peter said were baptized. Guess how many, y'all? About 3,000 people. Souls were added to the number of believers that day. Look at when, G, when Peter bought the gospel, the good news concerning the kingdom. People believed that good news and they were added to the believers. Who were those believers? The 120 that was in that upper room, that was waiting on the fire of God to come down upon them. 120, now they got over 3,000 souls. Because of him proclaiming the good news, the gospel. They were added to the believers that were already there. Let me make some correction on this. This is the problem with people today. They want to come behind this pulpit and minister to you. But guess what? They don't want to go out and minister to others making disciples. We supposed to be making disciples, not converts. We supposed to be making followers of who of Jesus Christ. So as we go out and make those followers of Jesus Christ, we only teaching them what we were taught. This is what these apostles was doing. They were going on the foundation that was already there. Jesus Christ. It wasn't their foundation. Guess what? The foundation was already there. Jesus was that foundation. He was the rock that the church is built from y'all. Jesus so he said, this is my church. When you forget that it's his church, you in pride and you're trying to do it yourself. You need to run quickly, y'all. When man is making up rules outside of the word of God, telling you opposite of what the word is saying, you don't need to be a part of that. They got to go on the pattern that God has set. And if they're not going on that pattern, they're going on religion, not relationship. They're going on tradition. And the traditions of men make the word of God of none effect. So we don't want to go on tradition. So this is what they did. So they were added to the church, to the believers that were already there. But if you go into verse 47, it said, and I'm reading the Amplified, constantly praising God and being in favor and goodwill with all the people. And the Lord kept adding, isn't that something? The Lord kept adding. To their number daily, those who were being saved from spiritual death. So first of all, you got to be part of the body of Christ. And being part of the body of Christ, meaning that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. You have to be saved. Once you are saved, guess what? Now it's time for you to see what church God want to put you in. There are churches everywhere. But you want to get into a Bible-believing church that's teaching about the kingdom of God. That's what we're supposed to be teaching, the kingdom. And Jesus is the one that brought the kingdom. You don't want to get into a church that's teaching stuff outside of the kingdom. You don't want to get into a church that's trying to take you out of somebody else's church. Because all of us, we are the body of Christ. Amen? If I leave out of here, I should be able to go into another church, a local church that's teaching the same thing that I'm teaching. When we come fellowship one with another, could be a revival somewhere, but I'm not trying to go in there and say, hey, Teresa, you don't need to be in here no more. Come on to Miracle Temple and see what's happening over there. See, that's the vision in the body of Christ because God is going to add to the church. He's going to add to the church, but he's only adding the ones that are already saved that have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Do y'all know what happens when someone in a local church? Now, you have found a local church, and you want to be a member. You want to be a part of the body of Christ because we are the body of Christ. So the first thing that we we do, we want to make sure that person is baptized. We want to let them know what being baptized is. First of all, we have to understand that once you accept Jesus, you are baptized in the body of Christ through the Holy Spirit. But then there is a symbolic baptism that takes place. So we want to make sure that when that person is saying they want to be a part of Miracle Temple, we want to make sure that all of this is met. First and foremost, we want to make sure that they have accepted Jesus. Now, you can't just say, oh yeah I'm saved. okay let's talk about your salvation how how do you know that you're saved how do you know that Jesus have you know made home on the inside of you well only thing I know they just called me up and told me that if I didn't get saved I was going to hell so I figured I just need to be saved so I figured I'm I'm saved but they still live in any kind of way they're still doing everything that you know they shouldn't be doing so we're gonna have to make sure that they're taught the things of God so they can be a true follower of Jesus Christ. We don't want no isms and schisms where in the body of Christ. So we want to make sure all of these things take place. If you read the word of God, you will see how a local church carried out the patterns of God. They did everything according to the way that God wanted them to do it. So we see that they were local churches. I'm just proving that they are local churches because some people say they're a universal church. That all believers are what? Universal. But when we go to local churches, a local church in your area that you have become a member of. And you cannot become a member of a local church without being born again. Y'all know that, right? So I'm going to say it again. You cannot be part of a local church without being born again amen and you can't call yourself a universal church without being what born again so we have to be born again so I'm proving dealing with the local church you see how people were added to the church that church was in Jerusalem by the way this was the church at Jerusalem I want to go here you know how different churches have different names but when you go in the Bible you have the church of Antioch you have the church of Samaria you have the different names of the location they are You know, and some people say the church of God or what is another church name that they use? Um, God, church of God in Christ. Everybody got a name, right? Everybody got a name for their church. Like I said, some people have these names because you want to know where that church is located. If you had the church of Burgos, where would you find it? But which one is it? You don't know, right? Y'all get it? So if they say, um, come to my church. What's the name of your church? Church of burger But on every corner, there's a Church of Burger. So this is why pe- people have specific names. So when you go to a church, you will know, okay, I'm looking for Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry. They're going to know where it is. 401, where is Miracle Temple, y'all? There's some of you don't even know, do you? <laughs> some of you don't even know where your church is located, praise God so you so you got to know where your church is is located at so a local church is in an area where people come in to fellowship and by the way i'm going to tell you this too through the government and through the state you got to have a name that's 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 government see that's where some people don't know about the church and how the church runs so you give your opinion Of things that you do not know this is why you got every church popping up on every corner and ain't even going by what they need to go by you got to have bylaws you got to have all of these things why do you have to have them because when the government come in and check you and the state come in and check you you got to have your books lined up you got to have where your money is going so y'all don't get mad at me because let me tell you something my stuff have to be in order So when they come check that computer, right, Jennifer, you got to know where those tides went. You got to know what you did with this and what you did with that. We have to keep receipts. And y'all get mad at pastors thinking they're taking the money. Y'all going to learn something. And then maybe we'll have an altar of repentance. See, when you don't know the truth, you rail, railers in the church, You rail on the man and woman of God because you're ignorant to membership. You're ignorant to tithes and offering. See, some people think we need to have a church meeting, get all the members together. Don't even know what a member is. (laughs) Haven't even become a part of Miracle Temple, and you're sitting out there like you're a member. I had one lady, and this is dealing with membership. I had one lady, this lady would say this. I don't see no meetings called at Miracle Temple to discuss what's coming in the church. I told the lady to tell that lady, if you want to know what's coming in the church, you come to me. You don't have to come to her. I ain't seen her since. And she's supposed to have been a member. Where did she go? I wonder. See, what people do, they want to have their little meetings. And then the funny part is you having meetings with drunkards, fornicators, adulterers railers you having all those meetings with all those kind of people right amongst you trying to make a decision and tell the pastor they ain't right what kind of mess is that that's what they said we supposed to have this kind of stuff going on in the church but if you're not taught these things and you're not coming to Clem school you're not coming to Bible study you're not even showing up on Sunday mornings but you're showing up in a church meeting to get rid of a pastor how does that work, y'all? Because people are not being taught the right way. You want to get rid of the pastor because the pastor says, now the Bible say, flee fornication. Oh, they're gone. They don't supposed to be talking about no fornication in no church. They're supposed to be talking about God is love. We didn't tell you to preach that today, and we did not tell you to talk about no drunker in no church. We didn't tell you to talk all that. So we, we got to have a meeting. Come on, get all the members together. Members love coming to meetings. To get gossip. Y'all didn't know? They love to find out stuff on the pastor, but they don't want nobody to tell them about them. Have y'all noticed that? Pastor done this and pastor done that. Pastor was with this man. What's she doing with that man? And and I saw her husband helping this lady. What are you doing with that? We need to call a meeting. Something ain't right. But never want to meet about you. That's my business. I'm just going to tell you like y'all always say. What you want? What you want? Why are you all in my business? <laughs> so this is what's happening in the body of Christ. This is why God is teaching you about membership and what it's about and what your job is as being a member. We're going to get to that too. Because if you don't know what your job is, you're putting it all on the pastor and saying what the pastor need to be doing, but you don't need to be doing anything. Amen. So we see here that they were added to the church. This is the church of Jerusalem, y'all. And this is the foundation where it started at in Jerusalem. And if you go through the book of Acts, it will show you the things that took place with the church of Jerusalem. First of all, the apostles come in in Acts 1. And Jesus was there in Acts chapter 1. And he was teaching them before he even went to be with the father about what? The kingdom. So he was still teaching the apostles and the apostles was asking them, well, when is this kingdom come coming? And I'm going to paraphrase this like Jesus would paraphrase, but y'all go back and read it. Why are you worrying about when the kingdom is coming? You need to go out and do like I told you to do and go in that upper room and get in do with this power so you can present the kingdom the where it need to be presented. <laughs> So people say, now, you know, the word of God didn't say that. I just said, I'm going to paraphrase this. So somebody might want to kick me off the pulpit because I didn't say it like it said it. Go back and read Acts chapter one. So um, I'm just getting through it. So after he told them all of that, they had to go in that upper room and wait, but they had to be on one accord, y'all. He didn't send people in there that did not follow him, that did not believe in him. These were believers of Jesus Christ that walked with him, that followed him, that went through his teaching. So he told them, he said, this is what I want you to do. Acts chapter 2, what did they do? exactly what they told, he told them to do. They were on, on one accord. Guess what happened? The baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come down. The evidence was what? Speaking in tongues. Guess what Peter did? He began to preach Jesus Christ. He began to preach the kingdom. Guess what? Peter said, What I'm preaching to you, I'm only giving you what he gave me. So now, guess what? They said, What must I do to be saved? Peter told them what to do. They did it. The ones that believed, 3,000 was added, and God kept adding to the church such as needed to be saved. Amen? That was saved. So that's Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2, right? This is still talking about the church in Jerusalem and the way they did things. Acts chapter 3, what happened with these believers? Here come Peter, here come John. What was they doing then? They were showing, showing them healing, dealing with the kingdom, right? When the man was laying there, he was lame. silver and gold. Have I none? Okay, that's Acts chapter 3. I'm going through it quick, quickly to let you know how the church of Jerusalem was laying that foundation of jesus christ and guess what the other churches was piggybacking off of that jerusalem church oh ain't it so good see y'all got to understand people trying to go out and create churches but they're not going on the foundation that's already laid they're laying their own foundation and that's why you got all of this crazy mess go you don't have to speak in tongues you don't need tongues tongues passed away with the apostles that's a lie this is the church. Acts is the church. The apostles did leave, but the tongues didn't leave. The power is still here. You just asked for it. You need the power of the Holy Ghost to make it here on earth. You need the gifts. You need the fruit of the spirit. Just because the apostles gone don't mean the power has gone. Come on, y'all you got to light that fire. These are things that the church is supposed to be offering the body of Christ. That's why I'm using the church of Jerusalem because they follow the patterns of God. So as they done all of this and they was only teaching what um, Jesus taught them, that's when you're seeing the signs, the wonders, you're seeing repentance, you're seeing the laying on of hands, you're seeing the speaking in tongues, you saw all of this stuff amongst the body of believers did it say that the apostles done it by themselves the believers so everybody waiting on the fivefold the fivefold teach you and you go out and you make disciples do that mean that the fivefold don't keep making disciples no it don't it means that once they teach you you come out of here and you teach others to be what followers of jesus christ so Jerusalem was the church that was laying the foundation. And I'm going to give you more scriptures. You can go to Acts 4-4. In Acts 4-4, it said, but many of those who heard the message believed, adhered to and trusted in and relied on Jesus as the Christ. And the number grew and came to about 5,000. Woo! y'all asking me, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Come on, the numbers grew. They went from 3,000 to 5,000. They were still in Jerusalem. They were still in that area. Why? Because they were going out. They were following the Great Commission. They didn't want nobody lost. Do you know what we go out and do? Some churches go out and do this. They go out and try to find people to come to their church. ain't about finding nobody to come to your church. It's about presenting Jesus. And as you present Jesus, you know what they're going to ask you? Where do you go? What church do you attend? Guess what? In school, they would ask me. Because I was so humble, I kept my mouth closed. I wasn't disrespectful. And they would look at me and they knew, you're a walker. Yes, ma'am. Who are your people? I, I knew that's who your people was. Because they know who you represent. You're supposed to represent Christ, not Miracle Temple not me but you don't even have to tell them about me nor my husband or about Miracle Temple only thing you tell them about is Jesus and when you tell them about Jesus they're gonna ask you what church do you attend some of y'all scared to tell them because some people trying to create their own church hey you want to hold that body for You out presenting Christ, not me. So this is the problem. People want people to hang on to them instead of hanging on to Christ. You want people to call you. It's hot up here. What about out there? For real. Honey, it might be just be the fire, the Holy Ghost. Only thing I'm saying is it ain't about you. It ain't about me. It's all about him. And when you know it's about him, you want to do what he done. He represented God the Father. And by him representing God the Father, the power of God. See, this is why gifts are not in operation, because we are trying to make the church. You can't make the church. You just laying the foundation that was already laid, which is Jesus Christ. It's all about him. Y'all know that song they sang, Jude, I hear. It's all about, it's all about you. Why can't we remember that when we're trying to be about us? it's all about him so the more we present him y'all this is why they were added to the church because they were presenting Jesus Christ and the Bible said that God added them to the to the group of believers he's the one that adds them me I don't add nobody I just preach Jesus and the more I preach Jesus and people hear what I'm preaching they want to come to the fire which is Jesus That's all you're supposed to be doing. Quit counting heads. Quit worrying about where people are. Guess what? You're supposed to be going out and speak. Ask your neighbor. Say, where you been lately except the mall and ain't talking to nobody but the clothes? Or a restaurant ain't talking to nothing but the food. Hello, somebody. Whom have you talked to lately about Jesus Christ? or except Facebook. (laughs) Come on, let's just be honest. Who are you talking about the most? Because if you're talking about Jesus, somebody's going to come. I'm going to give you this right here. When I look at the church, my heart go out. And I was sitting there the other day and I was talking to Jesus. And I said, Lord, something ain't right. It's too much word coming out of Miracle Temple for people not to be hearing what's coming out of Miracle Temple. God, what's what's wrong? Deal with me first, God. Maybe it's just me. Deal with me, God. Show me what's going on because we got people dying. We got people committing suicide. We got people that's mentally ill, that's tormenting in their mind. God, what's going on with the church? And the Lord said, I heard this phrase. Crying in the wilderness. I said, crying in the wilderness. I said, John the Baptist. I'm going to go to John the Baptist. Y'all go with me to Matthew. Listen at what God was saying. In those days, this is Matthew, the third chapter. In those days, King John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Where Where was John? Where was John? Where was John? what was John doing in the wilderness what was what did preaching mean proclaiming do preaching mean that you got to be a pastor do preaching mean that you got to have a license who told you that story and then it says and saying he had to preach on something repent ye for the kingdom of God is at hand John was letting them know have a change of heart turn from sin and turned from god but it got to be a change of mind guess how the change of mind come by him preaching you got to say something john had to say something for them to repent then it says for this is he that was spoken of by prophet elias saying here go the key the voice of one crying in the wilderness crying where crying where crying where keep that Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John was crying in the wilderness. Guess what? He was preparing the way of Jesus Christ, right? And then it says down here, verse 5, then went out to him. No, I can't skip this. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And the same John had his remnant of camel's hair. Who want to come out there to John? And a <laughs> a girdle about his lawns, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Who want to come to a man? <laughs> looking like that but this was john right and it says then went out to him jerusalem all judea and all the regions round about Jordan." where was john where was john what's in the wilderness yeah but what's in the wilderness but where did they come why did they come to John? He had to say something. How are people gonna come where you are? Everybody wait on the pastor, but the pastor do their job, it's your job to go out. Sheep begot sheep. Ain't no point of teaching you if I got to go out and gather them up. Come on, y'all, ain't no order in the church. It's pitiful. So that's what God was telling me. He said, John was crying in the wilderness. Y'all, it's a wilderness out there. But John was preparing the way of the Lord. You're preparing the way. So we supposed to go out, y'all, outside of these walls. But what we doing? We going out to lunch. We going out to dinner. We going breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Out. (laughs) Out. We're going to the mall, we're going to the movies and ain't nobody saying nothing in the movies but crunching on popcorn and saying, shh. People need Christ. People need to be told what you are learning. It is not for you to sit here for a whole hour and get the teaching and keep it to yourself. It is not for you to get the teaching and add to your church. You ain't got one. It's his church. And he's going to put them where he want to put them. Regardless who you minister to, God know where they need to be. And evidently, if you ministering to them, he's saying that's where they need to be. And you are not stealing no sheep. (laughs) Because whomever you minister to, half of them ain't got no home. They ain't got nowhere to go. So it's time for us to be about the father's business, y'all. It is time out for us to check our schedule and see if we got time for God. He had time for us. We get time for everything else. Who make time for what they want to make time for except the word? This is your lifeline. This word is what keep you, what deliver you, what heal you, what keep you, where you need to be in him and without this you're gonna look like a railer you're gonna look like a drunk you're gonna look like an extortioner and that's not who you're supposed to be representing you're supposed to be representing Christ so until you take these teachings and go by what the word of God is saying you may stop doing what you're doing for one day but you're going right back to what you were doing because that's what your body loved doing So to be a part of a member, membership in the body of Christ, you must be born again. And God wants you to be a part of a local church, not a universal church. Why am I saying local church? Because when you die, that body got to lay somewhere. Is that not right? This is the problem. People want to go in churches and church hop. When something go on, They're trying to figure out which church I need to go back to for help. Is that not right? And, oh, we're going to get deep into this because when you are a member of here, we're supposed to look out for our members. We're supposed to help our members. People outside the church, yes, we do help, but you ask them, do you have a church home? Whom are you affiliated with? You need to go talk to your pastor about that. Is that not right? But what people do, they already done talked to their pastor. They ain't seen their pastor in two years. (laughs) They ain't put no money in the bucket, but now they want $5,000 and they're going to lose everything. Now, hey, pastor, ain't seen you in a while. The Lord, the Lord ain't told you nothing. Quit lying. (laughs) See, that's why you need those gifts of the spirit so you know who you talking to that's discerning of spirits you know what spirit they are of extortion y'all this is for real and these are the things that we need in the body of christ coming into the house of god is just not coming into the house of god to look cute to fall out to get some prophecy and go home Coming in the house of God is to get taught so you can be a disciple and so you can help someone else to become a disciple through the word. It is not about tradition, y'all. It's not about what we want. It's about what the word of God tells us to do. We just don't come in here and drum up any little thing. We do what God is telling us to do through the word. So if you're going to be a member, you have to be a member of a local church. And remember, you don't give up that church because you feel hurt because somebody brought you correction, or you feel left out, or you feel rejected, or it don't feel the same no more. Well, it don't feel the same because you ain't been here in months. Now you come back and you feel disconnected. And you're blaming on the church. I didn't feel no love. Nobody didn't come up to me and say nothing to me. Who are you the president? Well, God is about love and love keep going, but when you fall out of a church for so long, you're going to feel a disconnect from that church, because that church is moving on. We can't stop because you stopped. y'all ain't even got through half of what I got on this paper, so we're going to be here for quite a while. So remember to be a member. Oh, I got to say this. Lord, help me, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for helping me. You are helping me. You don't put your name on the rolls, that's what they call it. And then you don't show up, and then when something happens, nobody come to see me. I ain't seen you in a decade. Nobody ain't checked on me, ain't called. Your number's disconnected. It's been changed. Why is it that the pastor get railed on when something happened to somebody that don't never show up to church? Because they want the pastor to look bad because they're already looking bad because they ain't been in, in the church. Y'all, y'all going to get all this. Y'all going to know how to answer people according to the word. People want money, y'all. They don't want fellowship. They don't want to put nothing in the offering or in missions or in nothing else. But when something happened in their house, they expect you to put something in their bucket and they're there to collect. We used to have people come to this church in droves, didn't we, honey? I ain't lying. Every time me and my husband would hit the door, somebody be waiting. i never forget. Missy said, y'all got somebody waiting on y'all. I said, this is the day we're going to put a stop to this right here, right now. I looked at them and they said, well, how you doing? I said, I'm doing good. I'm just doing like they're doing too. Doing real good. They said, um, well, look at here, we got a problem. I said, well, what's your problem? Well, we got a problem that we got these bills that need to be paid. And right now, you know, I ain't been able to work. And he he been doing it off and on, da, 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 okay. So I start ministering the word to him. And I say, okay, fill out this form right here, benevolence form. Tell me where you passed it, every bit of your information. We ain't seen them since, have we? They wanted our money, but they didn't want to get no information. Come on, we want to keep it real. You're going to find out the harder people when you get in their business. See, y'all, people come and use the church because they feel like they're Christians. They're supposed to love people no matter what they do. They're supposed to help people no matter what they do. They're supposed to be there to help us. I'm going to help you through this word. I'm going to deliver you too. I ain't going to send you out any kind of way. That's why um, Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. He ain't give him a dime. He gave him what he needed, some healing, so he could go get a job. That's what we got to do. I ain't saying I ain't got no silver and gold. My pocketbook ain't over here in the church. It's over there in my office, so I ain't going to go get that. I'm just going to say, rise up off of your bed of affliction because unemployment office is open. (laughs) Come on, and people think you're being mean. But if you don't help people and give them the truth, they're going to stay in the same predicament. We're there to give them the word to help them along the way, y'all. And I'm going to stop there because y'all, I have about three pages. <laughs> I'm going be nice, Julia. I always pick on my girl, Julia, back there. I'm going to be nice. With the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm stopping. But I want y'all to get this teaching to the point that y'all understand how the body of Christ supposed to be when you understand how the body of Christ supposed to be you're going to know how to answer people when they're railing on your pastor when they're railing on your brothers and sisters in Christ you're going to to know how to bring it to them where they will hush amen and some of them won't hush because they're ignorant but we want to make sure we give them truth so we're going to talk about again next week membership again I'm gonna go into it deeper I'm gonna go into why people leave the church I'm gonna go into why we need to be members of a local church I'm gonna go into our duties as members of a local church and one I'm gonna leave with you tonight and again do not tell nobody God told you to leave a local church because you got a disagreement with the pastor or you got a disagreement with your um Christian brother and sisters or you just I use this one. I just don't feel like I'm a part no more. It ain't about no feeling, it's about where God has put you. The more words you get, it's going to kill that flesh. Flesh don't want to die, flesh don't want to stop doing what flesh doing. And the main reason why people leave church is church hurt. They see everybody else except themselves because if god put you in that church no church is perfect if you find me a perfect church except up there then you need to go ahead and say god take me now because you're gonna find some stuff in church that's why he gave us discipline people oh thank you holy ghost this is what god was saying um someone had left the church they had come into church and said i'm telling you Y'all church is just the most loving church I've ever been in. Every church I've been in, they're just hateful people, just hateful. But y'all church is so loving. People love on you. They greet you. They check on you. Just loving folk. Ooh, when the fire got turned up, I sat in my office with this person. They said, I just have to tell you because I told them. This is what I told them. They had a problem with me because I didn't want to bow down to them. They were full of pride. So this is how I handle it. Matthew 18. If you got a problem with your brother or sister, you call that brother or sister in. Let's just handle this right here. Even though you made up your mind to leave the church, we don't want you to leave any kind of way. Amen? So I sat there, went through the procedure, and I said, okay, we need to discuss what's going on between us because I feel like there's something going on, and I don't want you to leave that way. But I don't want to write you a letter and send you somewhere else knowing that you got a problem with me. That would be sending you over there to cause more problems, and I won't do that. They said, I don't need no letter. I'm just going to leave anyway. I said, well, that's your choice. We're here to get this resolved. How about the husband that said love in the church? Well, I'm just going to be honest. Ain't no love in the church Shimoda. love just left. I said, listen here. If you find a perfect church, please show it to me. Everybody in church got issues, including you. And that's what we're here to do today to resolve this issue in love. That's what love does. Love ain't rude. Come on. First Corinthians 13 was there all day long. But they refused to hear the truth. You know what I had to do? I had to shake that dust. I had to let my peace come back to me. And they got sent with no letter. Ooh, there's some fire going on wherever they are. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. I don't like sending other people. Other Nobody called me to ask me nothing. I'm the type, pastor, if one of your members come up in here, whoever, I'm going to ask you. When they say, I'm going to be a part of your church. Okay, why you leave your church? I want to know. You ain't bring that mess up in here. What's your problem of leaving your church? So this is what I need for you to do. Did you leave that church in peace? I'm just going to tell you the truth. I I just left. I said, well, you left wrongly. You need to go settle your issues with that church because you can't bring that up in here. I respect other pastors because I want to be respected. I just don't accept you because you want to be accepted. We're going to do it the right way. Amen? Y'all, we're going to learn all of this stuff. Because we don't want to deal with what God don't want us to be dealing with. Amen. Come on, give God some praise. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to let the deacons come up and do our tithes and offerings. But before we do, Monica, the sweet young lady right there behind you, hit her because I have need of her. Yes, ma'am. Come up here, sweetie.